You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Sabian! What's up, party people? The SportsJourney.com radio network is back on the air. Welcome to the Summer Series. I guess if you can hear in the background, maybe the theme ought to be who let the dogs out. Sorry about that. The older dog is well, a little socially awkward and is apparently probably barking at a squirrel outside. Sorry about that. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are thrilled to have you along with us. The great Lake Lewis, founder and creator of this universe, will be along in a few minutes as our summer series kicks off with some off-season Washington football talk. But before we get to that, got a couple of notes that we want to, well, we want to hit on vis-a-vis the football team. And we start with a list actually, that just came out today. And you know how much we love lists, especially in the offseason, let's face it. All right, so the guys at ESPN Plus, I think it was Ben, was it Ben Strauss? Let me, do, let me double check on that. I think it was Strauss that, uh, that wrote this. Let me check. No, I'm sorry, Ben Lindsay. Ben Lindsay, my apologies to you. So, they went and, with the help of the Pro Football Focus database, broke down each one of the 32 teams' rosters. They said so they looked at the PFF grades from the 2020 season, as well as a look at a comprehensive look at, you know, their career stats as well. So you're wondering, since this podcast is very Washington football team centric, where does the Washington football team stack up? Because in the past, you would see them usually somewhere in the 30s. Let me tell you some of the teams that they are ahead of this year in this ranking. Pittsburgh, Seattle, New Orleans, the Giants, the Eagles, um, and the Tennessee Titans, who have maybe the best three receivers in football. In one group. Washington's roster, according to the stats in Pro Football Focus, biggest strengths, weaknesses, X factors on each team. So the folks at ESPN have Washington's roster ranked 12th, just outside of the top 10. When's the last time we could say that? The amazing thing, the thing that's really impressive, is the speed in which Ron Rivera upgraded this roster. We're going to talk about this with Lake in a few minutes, but and I want to get his thoughts on it, in that when we go into the locker room this year, the last time we were there was Bill Callahan's last game in 2019, as the then Redskins were completing an epically bad 3-13 and season. Callahan, obviously, as the, as the interim was on his way out. Ron Rivera, although we didn't know it, was on his way in. There are going to be a 
literally just a handful of players. Off the top of my head, Dustin Hopkins, Tressway, Chase Rouillet, technically Eric Flowers since he's back, um, John Bostic, Cole Holcomb, and the defensive line. After that, oh, and some special teamers like Jimmy Moreland. Maybe 10 to 15 players on the 53-man active roster will have been in that locker room that last day of the 2019 season that will once again be in there the first week of the 2021 season. You know, make no mistake about it. it you know, Ron Rivera has done a complete teardown of both this team and of the organization and has remade it in his image. We are going to get to see this year, I think, we're going to get a real good indication of exactly how far this team has come. And with, again, everything has to be, you know, you earn it on the field. You don't play this on paper. Case in point, the Cowboys are ranked ahead of Washington, you know, when you look at statistics and and as you break it down the way they did, which I think is a huge mistake because, yeah, as said before, I think the Cowboys are all hat and no cattle, and that you know when the game is on the line, they're going to fold because that's just the type of organization they are. So you know you got to earn it on the field, but this has got to be, you know, the most optimistic a fan can be about this team. Realistically optimistic in years. Now, as for the bit of news that broke this week that you should be concerned about. And again, this is another one that we're going to talk with Lake about in a few minutes. Dan Snyder this week has put out a statement officially naming his wife, Tanya, as co-CEO of the Washington football team. I don't know. I may be a little cynical in getting more so in my old age. From all, from everything that I've ever heard from anybody that's dealt with her, uh, Tanya Snyder is a delightful, wonderful person Has done a lot with the team's charitable foundation. Um, but this move sounds to me like the latest of a guilty man who is desperately, desperately trying to change the conversation. And that conversation is about what's going to come out in the Wilkinson report that should be coming out literally any day and will no doubt be a, a big part of our summer series here as we head towards training camp. It's not just this move either. I think that everything, everything that Dan Snyder has done since, basically since firing Bruce Allen, certainly since last summer, uh, it is smacks of moves of someone who is very, very good at PR. No doubt about it. I mean, that's what he, you know, what he, uh, that's how he made his fortune, uh, despite the lawsuits he's filed against um, season ticket holders and whatnot. It is, all of these moves are moves to me that says uh, a, a guilty man knows that something really, really bad is coming out in the Wilkinson report. If you were able to read the Wall Street Journal story earlier this week, Snyder talked about how he had spent so little time in Ashburn at the club's facilities over the last few years, maybe averaging a month a year, which I, I totally don't buy. Um, 
you know, trying to distance himself from everything that's going to come out. So he can say, wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it all starts at the top. You know what it is that the excrement rolls downhill. So while it's, you know, a very positive move, it was a positive move, uh, all of the moves that they've made, um, in the last year, I think it's it's cynically, though, trying to kind of build in a defense saying, oh, well, you see, everything's changed here. We've hired this person and that person and done this, that or the other and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I think it means that the Wilkinson report is getting ready to drop maybe as early as. This weekend, and depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it is as we go to press here, July 1st, I think it will be before training camp that we get the Wilkinson report, and I don't think it is going to be pleasant. And that is, I think, a big reason why you're hearing this, you know, latest PR move from the front office. Let's continue this train of thought with the founder and CEO of SportsJourney.com. Mr. Lake Lewis is joining us on the program now. How are you, my friend? You having a good summer? I am. I am a busy summer. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, excited about, you know, getting back down to Richmond in a couple of weeks and, and getting a normal season underway, hopefully. Boy, isn't that the truth? By the way, I've thought ahead this year. I have a bucket hat this year. So, you know, keep, okay. keep, this, yeah, keep, keep the get sun off the head. No, we gotta get you the towel though. That's that's the goal. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh I, no, I got I got a towel too. I got a towel too. So okay. I'm good to go. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, that's, okay. That's, that's bald guys. We gotta you know we gotta stick together on that stuff. No, that's my that's my ritual down in in, in Richmond. Um, <laughs> everyone look on the field and they see a guy sitting there with a Gatorade towel wrapped around his head, um, almost mummified. That's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's let's get caught up here because we haven't talked in a little while, and I'll start kind of you know with the with the newest stuff first and we can work backwards, but uh, the big announcement from the Washington football team a couple of days ago, uh, Daniel Snyder naming his wife, Tanya as co-CEO. Um, I, am I being cynical or does this seem like a guy that knows something really bad is coming out and is really anxious to change the narrative going forward? See the first the when I when I so you know we get these the team sends us these releases you know mm-hmm. so I guess we can run with them however we want <clears throat> so when I got the email from the team and I looked at it I I, I my first reaction was and and please I you know if you're if you're married out there listening and watching this right now please don't take this the wrong way <laughs> but I looked at this like well isn't she already that unofficial title i mean she's the wife of the owner of the team (laughs) you know god forbid if something happens to him it's her team that's we've seen this happen in history you know so i'm not making this stuff up but to have to say that um i did my first reaction was wow is this like the new minority owner (laughs) you know at the same time where he's protecting his asset you know and if that's the case then he's smart but I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm starting to get to a point with the team now. It seems like every week there's a new title being thrust onto someone. And it's, yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even notice that many people in the building, let alone that many titles across the board. And I'm not saying these people aren't qualified for the titles they're getting because they are. 
but man, it's 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 overload almost at this point. <laughs> Big time. But in a couple more weeks, I think you and I are going to be named executive vice presidents of something. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, man, if, I, I don't care if I'm named, you know, sanitation worker one or or <laughs> or, or CEO one. The point is, if, if I'm making money off either, it's fine with me, whatever. <laughs> Very pragmatic of you. Extraordinarily pragmatic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so your thoughts on, on minicamp, what you saw. Uh, you and I are always, we are always pretty bullish it, or have been the last few years because we think that there's there's really something there. Is it just the case of, you know, this team's got to get out of its own way? Yeah, there's, there's something there. Um, I think, you know, we've covered this group long enough to know what our eyes and our mind is telling us finally match up, <laughs> you know, yeah. in years past, the eyes would be like, Oh, they got some talent here. They've got some talent there, but our mind was like, they don't have enough. And the talent that they did have may not always be on the same page with everyone. You know, a lot of guys were about their statistics. So now you have a young group that won last year, obviously they didn't have a winning record, but they still nevertheless won the division competed, you know, admirably against the Buccaneers in the, in the playoffs, gave Tampa their toughest run, if you ask me. So they feel like, okay, we belong, but how much do they feel like they belong on the grander stage? And that's what we're going to find out this year. Do they, do they think that they can take a next step and not just win the division, which, which my friend would be the first time in what, 16 straight seasons in the NFC East. Something like That's that. a goal to shoot for. If anything, it's to win the division again. And then once you get in, you get a home game, maybe this time you win one and that's a proper step. And I think most fans would be comfortable if that were the case. Do you think we've heard a lot of talk this off season that the defense, especially, you know, and with the additions, Jamie Davis, William Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, does this, when you see them on the field, and I know it's just shorts and, and, and helmets, but does it seem like it has the legitimate potential to be a top 10 defense to you? Uh, not just top 10. It has the potential to be the number one defense. And, and I'm going to go out on record and say it's going to come down between Washington and Cleveland this year to have the best defense. I think personnel-wise, they're the two deepest units um, in the NFL. Um, Cleveland's just got a monster lineup on defense. They really do. Well, Washington's got a, a potential monster lineup, but it's still, you know, laden with young players. And from what I saw in those four days of, of minicamp or three days of minicamp, man, uh, they, they've got some, some rookies that are, whew, that are really <laughs> talented. You know, I'm not going to say elite or next level. They're talented. And if they can be coached up properly, and their desire matches their coaching. I think, you know, Benji St. Juice is a name that people are going to have to remember. I think he has a chance to some somehow, some way, at some point this year, slide across William Jackson and be the opposite corner and maybe put Kendall Fuller over in the slot where, you know, we naturally think he probably should be anyway, you know. Um, obviously, Jamin Davis is just a, a, a freak athlete. I mean, when you see him backpedaling and seeing him getting into his breaks, that's athleticism we haven't seen at that position in a long time. Just no getting around that. Um, I think Shaka Tony was a steal. <laughs> I, and I'm not just throwing the Penn State thing out there, even though we are. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I just, I, I do have to say, though, I think he was a steal for them. And to be able to get him some reps behind 
you know, Chase Young and, uh, and, and Montez Sweat. That's big because, you know, I think James Williams from last year will be another guy that's going to step up. They need some young guys. They need some other guys that are going to be able to help in that pass rush as well. So watch out for those guys. Where are your concerns uh, as, as they head into training camp? Where can this whole thing unravel? I mean, naturally it's quarterback. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's just pretty much for all of us covering the team is common sense. I mean, they, it, it, they feel like they've shorted it up, and I think they they did. I think that they've got two quarterbacks that can actually start for this team. Um, no offense to Kyle Allen, um, you know he, he's he's decent, and you know he's proven that he can play at this level. But I look at it, I look at him more as a as a as a I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I was going to say a lifetime backup, you know, right. which is not bad. You can make some good money. It's a great gig, you know, <laughs> to, to stay stand upright, injury free and make money. Right. I, um, I'll, I'll take it. I'll hold a clipboard for a few hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. But, but I think Fitzpatrick is the guy that they're pretty much betting on being the starter, but I'm telling you, Bob, what I saw in those three days of mini camp, I know there's no pads and things like that, but, but, but Taylor Heineke is not going away. And, what I saw from him was a mobile quarterback that got stronger. He's much bigger, put on like 15 pounds. And you actually see the weight on him. You can see it, mm -hmm. the muscle on him. Um, but his deep balls were just, they, they were like surprising. And, and then I told myself, why am I surprised? Because a couple of throws he made last, last season in that playoff game were down the field, which we hadn't seen almost all year. And he comes in and he's winging it left and right down the field. Well, I saw that in minicamp. And if he can continue to do that throughout like training camp and in preseason, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear from the fans. You're going to hear from some of us in the media. There might be a quarterback competition, but isn't that what you want? Isn't that what Ron Rivera told us when he first got here? He wants competition at every position and the best guy will win out. That's what you want for a team that aspires to be a deep playoff team this year. And if, you know, if you go back and look at it, and I, I think I heard Sheehan talking about this earlier this week, and it's, it's been on my mind for a while, but if you look at the Super Bowl era in totality and just, you know, go by raw numbers, you've had almost as many first round, you know, franchise quarterbacks win a Super Bowl as you have non first round quarterbacks win a Super Bowl. Well, winning is... Super Bowl winner of all time was a seventh rounder. Exactly. <laughs> and, Precisely. And, 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 you know, so, so for me, I don't care what round you drafted in. If you're, if you're the better of, of the, you know, of the two or three that are competing for that job, you got to put, you have to play. And I understand a lot of things come down to money, but that, that's why in this situation, it's not going to be about the money because Fitzpatrick's on a one-year deal. So, um, you know, with the option, I think for a second year, but, right. but the point is, you know, he's not, he's not making $20 million, you know, so this isn't something where we kind of saw this last year with Haskins forced out onto the field. Um, and they just were hoping they caught lightning in the bottle. I mean, maybe he fooled everyone. I know he fooled you and me, yeah. but, but um, they're not going to do that this year. I, I think they're just going to go with what, what's working for them. But I do think Fitzpatrick has some time to buy because let's face it, you know, there's a reason why maybe, um, you know, Taylor looked a little bit better than him, you know, in, in minicamp. And that's because he's been on this roster. He knows the offense better. Um, and, and we know that veterans sometimes in minicamp, they're just, they're working on technique. They're working on just their own individual things. But I think we're going to see the truth come to light here, come training camp. You know, whoever is 
the starting quarterback for the Washington football team this year, earned it. And that's all you can ask for. With everything with the pandemic this year, you know, it's been hard to have any one-on-one conversations with, with any of the players. Have you, you know, have you been able to talk to anybody offline? And I mean, if so, what's, what's been the, what, what's been in the mood? What's the mood like in the locker room? I mean, do you get a sense that, that, you know, are they really buying into this? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. These these guys know that. Um, these guys know that they that there's something there. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, you know, a couple of the guys that I spoke with just just feel like everything's on the up and up. You know, it's just a different atmosphere. Guys are happier. Um, you know, there's just a lot of competition though, so I don't think anyone particularly feels safe, and and that's. That's what you want. You want that from your stars too. You don't want them to ever feel like I did this. Now I can relax. No, no, no. There's, there's somebody breathing behind their neck. (laughs) And I mean, my God, just to be able to say this finally, you know, we haven't been able to ever talk about depth on this team. It's always been, you had a frontline player. Let's just say you had a Deshaun Jackson, who's a great, you know, great player, pro bowl caliber player. And you had the Pierre Garcon on the other side and when the team drafted Josh Doxson for depth <laughs> and, and a, at the time they thought an equally talented receiver, people were like, what are they doing? You know, they need position players in other places. So now to be able to talk about depth on pretty much every position, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Bob, there's going to be a lot of surprise cuts. It's going to be some guys that people thought we're going to, you know, be mainstays here. We're going to be at least here three, four, five seasons that are going to be on the outside looking in. But that's the problem that you want if you're a good football team. I mean, how many times do we see like the Steelers when somebody had like a great run in a season and all of a sudden they wanted that big payday, they were gone. Yeah, very true. (laughs) So so you got, you got to pay guys. So you can't pay everybody, but ones you pay, you better make sure you're paying the right ones. And that's that's what's about to happen with this team. They've got some decisions to make, especially across that defensive line. Who, who's yeah. getting paid? Uh, it's it's a new paradigm for them. What what did uh what what was the locker room feeling on the Morgan Moses release? Because uh, you know I know that the two of you have worked so, together in the past. That's my guy, and I and yeah. I did. I spoke with I spoke with him um, before everything actually came out, and yeah, I I can say I wasn't happy with the way things transpired. Mm. Um, but I understand it's a business and I actually talked with him about the same thing. And, um, you know, just said, just be thankful for your time here. You made a lot of money and you're going to go somewhere else and make some more money. So, you know, what's there to be upset about? You know, I understand no one has wants to move their family and things like that. And I think in that situation, it was just more or less the timing of everything. And, you know, he was just told verbatim flat out, you know, without, you know, cutting to the chase, he was called and told instantly, hey, we decided to go in a different direction, <laughs> you know, and we're going to go younger, which you and I both know means they're cheaper. going cheaper. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Young, younger, younger is a code word for cheaper. And, and that's fine. You know, so that's what I'm saying. You know, when you take your friendship out of things and you, and you approach it as a professional, you realize that this team has those decisions they have to make. And if they're comfortable enough to feel like, you know, um, that Cornelius Lucas can move over to the right side because I think he's going to be your starting right tackle to start the season. And I think, um, you know, Sam Cosme, who they took in the second round from Texas, uh, you know, they, they, they're high on him too. So they feel like they've got two for one in, in retrospect of having to pay both those guys collectively less money than they paid Morgan. It's, it's a business and that's just how it works. 
Yeah. And it and it frees up money in the future to take care of more guys. guys on the off- on the defensive line. You, you, you really can't be upset about that. Um, I don't know if there's ever a right way to go about releasing a player, but but I can say that there was no just to clear up the air. There was Morgan never demanded a trade, never demanded more money, none of the above. All that stuff was false and inaccurate. You know, it was just it was the call placed to him. Right. <laughs> that's that's how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so so as long as we're on on deep background and stuff, the Wilkinson report, we expect it to come out sometime soon. You hearing anything out there about what's in it, how bad it might be, anything like that, and when we're gonna get to oh, see it? No, I don't. And 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 I'll be honest with you, I I haven't paid too much attention to it because what's damning is damning. <laughs> and it's, yeah. the damage has already been done. I mean, anything else that comes out isn't going to be like, wow, I didn't know that happened. After hearing what we heard, you know, it, the damage has already been done. And, and I think that they, they're ahead of the curve, to be honest with you, as far as repairing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, finally, it'll probably just be in a, in a lot of people's minds over with, you know, as far as just, just th- that book, they can close that chapter and keep pushing forward and, and making more positive changes because, uh, you know, whether you like the changes or not, you, you have to give the organization credit, whether they were pushed to do it, whether, you know, public pressure got to them, who cares? The point is they, they've made some changes that have been better for their organization and it's showing it's, it's just it's right in front of you. You can't you, you can't miss the night and day difference if you've covered this team as, as you know, this will be my 10th season there's no question that this is a more professionally ran situation for all of us. And it'll be, it's going to be fascinating to see how that appears in person, because, you know, all of these changes have been going on remotely for all of us. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's, you know, to be out of practice and not have to wear a mask now. um, I'm not going to lie. The first day when they said, you know, Hey, like, you know, you guys, if you're vaccinated, you, you don't have to wear your mask. And I, I took my mask off and it was great to breathe fresh air. <laughs> it was almost like, mm, because I do know for a fact that the half that roster has not had their shots and don't want their shots. I mean, we saw Montez Sweat speak out oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, you know, do, do I want to do this? You know, I mean, we're, we're old men now, Bob, you know, we can't <laughs> know. just, we, we, you know, we can't, we can't risk things and be around family and stuff. So I was just Absolutely. like, maybe should I, should I put it up? Should I put it down? But we were, you know, so far away. Um, you know, I, I kept it down for a little bit. And the only reason I did put mine back up for a split second was because it was so many darn cicadas flying around everywhere. <laughs> I had one one flying in my mouth if I yawned or something. Exactly. Well, hey, one got stuck in Fitz's beard. I mean, you know, you can't be Man, too careful. That was disgusting. That was disgusting. <laughs> if I had something in my beard like that, I probably would, my fingers would have shaved this beard off. <laughs> I would I would certainly hope so. That one was a bridge too far for me. Right, right. Uh, Lake Lewis, see founder and creator of sportsjourney.com let everybody know not that they don't already but where do they follow you on twitter just so they can keep up to date well um you know before before we uh get into that i i i i kind of want to say it on your show um, all right no oh, big announcement you're, coming here you're yeah you're getting ready to uh benefit something and when we get off the air i'm going to tell you what it is but you're going to be really happy about Ooh, it um, i accept so <laughs> Yeah, who do I, yeah, who do I have so, who do I have so, to kill? 
No one. It's already been done. Okay. <laughs> Bullets right. have already been taken. Excellent. But yeah, but 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 no, it's a good good setup for us here with uh, with Sports Journey, and uh, I'm 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 excited about it, and got a lot of different things in the oven that you know um, we plan on having taken care of before training camp. You know, so once training camp's here for all of us, we're 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 running and we're rolling. So. Um, but yeah, you can go to sportsjourney.com as always, and, and not just my stuff, but you see Bob right here. You see his great stuff, you know, did an awesome job covering the Capitals this year. Oh, thank you, sir. I mean, they fizzled, they fizzled out on you, yeah. which made me upset because that was <laughs> just a train wreck. Uh, and we've seen that so many times. It's just be grateful you got that Stanley Cup three years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> four years uh, ago. <laughs> I, I, got, I got the banner right up on the wall over here. It's I just I look at it every time they have one of those happen. Uh, every time you have one of those fallouts, you just you can say at least we saw one because you know think about it, guys like us who saw championships when we were younger, you yeah. know, with the with the bullets and then and then the Redskins at the time. Yeah. Um, the Orioles were kind of the kingpin then, you know. Yep. Um, it's, it's good to see, you know, over the past several seasons, we saw the Mystics, we saw the Capitals, we saw the Nationals. So now let's let's get the big dog one, you know, Absolutely. get one to, covering the team that we cover every day. Yep. Um, it, this city would go nuts. So hopefully we get a chance to see that. Oh, but yeah, you know, just just everything, you know, you can go on social media, check us all out on there as well. So, you know, I don't like doing a lot of plugging. I just, <laughs> people find us. <laughs> Very good, sir. I will leave it at that then. The Great Lake Lewis. Thank you, my friend, as always. All right, my friend. I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be giving you a call in a few minutes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Nick of the Clock on the Wall say it is time for us to get on out of here. I will keep all of you posted to exactly what that is. I my my interest is peaked here. So uh, keep an eye out for the Wilkinson Report. When it comes out, we'll talk about it as well as so much more as the summer series continues. Have you a good one. Happy 4th of July. And remember, like the wise men once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. I've been around for a long, long year. So many a man's so great. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his face. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. But what puzzling you is the nature of my game. Stuck around St. Petersburg. When I saw it was a time for a change Killed the saw and its ministers Anastasia screamed in vain I rode a tank, held a generous rank When the bliss pre-raged and the body Watch me.